If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is v Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network. All right, it's Friday night in Las Vegas, and that means the Circa College Hoops Challenge. We're at the uh, VSEN studio, Circa Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, and we have a cast of handicapping stars ready to roll on tonight's show as we get into week seven of the contest. Wes, how confident, what confidence level one to ten are you in your five plays for the Circa College Hoops Challenge this week? A four. <laughs> one to ten? Yeah, I look, I mean, th- just with these lines, you know, not a lot of time, obviously a lot of games, less games tomorrow than normal, but I just, I hadn't been able to overcome in this, in this contest. I've had a, you know, solid betting season, but I haven't been able to overcome in this contest. So confidence a little low based on how I've performed so far. I hope you're sandbagging like uh, Lou Holtz used to be when he was. I, I wish. I wish. You and I have two common plays tonight. Both are out of the SEC. We will get to that later. Actually, uh, the starting point tonight is going to be the standing. So let's take a look. Will Hill is the top of the hill uh, right now at 18, 11, and 1 against the spread. And again, these are five plays each week. Sides were totals from the DraftKings and Circa openers, which go up Friday afternoons. And uh, it's kind of a challenge to get these plays in before uh, the show starts and get everything ready, especially when we move the show up three hours this week. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. DraftKings does a good job of getting these openers out early. Yes. And the window for this contest is between 3 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Pacific on Friday. DraftKings puts the openers up anywhere around 1 or 2 o'clock 
our time on Friday afternoon. Now, Circa goes up about uh, sometime after 4. So those are the two sets of numbers you can use for this contest. But DraftKings had them out early today, so that was a benefit. And we have a smaller schedule on Friday, Wes, because we have so many conference tournaments and not as many games as normal on the Saturday rotation, not as many lines ready uh, this afternoon. So we actually, we have a lot of common selections in the contest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, look, uh, some of those conference tournaments, by the way, you know, the lines aren't going to be out uh, probably until the morning, uh, right. unless, unless they're early games, you know, the early session this afternoon that kind of already got settled. You're going to see a lot of empty spots, I think, if you're looking at the screen and those are going to come out on Saturday morning. And that's why we're not going to have a Circuit College Hoops Challenge contest next Friday night because we're going to be in the middle of the conference tournaments and uh, there's just not going to be enough lines to do this next Friday. So the final two rounds of the contest are going to be the first two full days of the NCAA tournament on Thursday and Friday. Five plays on Thursday, five plays on Friday, and that's how we wrap up the contest. So 15 plays remaining in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Again, Look at the standings. Will Hill on top at 18, 11, and 1 against the spread. He's going to join us during the show tonight, as is Aaron Moore of VSIN. Jim Root, handicapper from Chicago. Tim Murray of VSIN and Greg Hoops Peterson all on the show tonight. Uh, Mike Palm, director of operations here at the D and Circa. And Golden Gate's going to join us in studio here in about 10 minutes uh, to talk about. Everything going on down here this weekend. Mike is a, a very sharp handicapper when it comes to uh, baseball and hockey, especially. So we're going to hopefully have him as a regular on this show on Friday nights. Again, if you take a look at the standings right now, second place is Jim Root. Third, actually, yeah, second place, Jim Root. Third is Rex Byers. What's interesting about Jim Root's record at this point, Wes, right. is he is uh, – 17-12-1 overall, 0-5-1 on his best bets. You never see something like that. A guy who's in second in the contest by one point is 0-5-1, winless on his best bets. He'll try to uh, put a number in the win column there tonight, and he's got an under-the-radar total he's playing as his best bet. Rex Byers, Greg Peterson tied for third. Rex has the edge because he's got a better best bet record at 3-3. Three and three. Hoops at 2-4 and four on the best bet. Tim Murray. 16, 13, and 1, 16 and a half points. Aaron Moore and myself tied with 16 points, both 4 and 2 on our best bets. And Wes at 12, 16, and 2. And Danielle and Paul Stone uh, each tied for ninth. We have 10 handicappers in this officially, 10 and 20, uh, those two, and 2 and 4 on their best bets. And we have um, all the picks in for the contest tonight, so uh, ready to roll. Let's talk about a couple of the bigger games on the schedule. And this is a, a, this is a game, West, where we actually have uh, two handicappers each on opposite sides. It's uh, Kansas at Texas. Mm-hmm. The number two and a half at DraftKings. The number is three at Circa. You did not play this game in the contest. Uh, Kansas, if uh, you want to play the dog, the best number right here at Circa plus three. Texas, a two and a half point favorite at DraftKings. Now, Kansas has the big 12. Locked up. What's the incentive? I think the Jayhawks are playing for the number one overall seed in sure. the NCAA tournaments between Kansas and Houston, wouldn't you say? Yeah. As we head into the final week and a half here. And I actually did play uh, this game in the you contest. I, I played the uh, University of Texas minus two and a half because 
Okay. Look, uh, Kansas has wrapped it up. Yes, they're playing for the number one seed, but I think this is a big, a big game for Texas. I, I, I really do. And the fact that look, they're solidly in the NCAA tournament. They're going to be a protected at least a top four seed. I think bare minimum, but they've had such like a tumultuous year. Mm-hmm. that man you get Kansas coming in it's the last game of the year nobody really knows you know what's going to happen with the coaching situation some guys may be staying some guys may be leaving uh you know I had a lot of transfer portal kids on this team uh Marcus Carr Timmy Allen uh Jabari Rice they are seniors on this roster as is Brock Cunningham Dylan Disu and Christian Bishop I don't know who all mm-hmm. is going through senior day tomorrow but you know, this is kind of the last time for a lot of these guys. Some of these guys very well traveled, like Marcus Carr, like Timmy Allen. So it's kind of like, hey, we finally found a home. Uh, Serge Barry Rice as well, three years at New Mexico State. So it's kind of like we found a home, you know, and this is Texas, and this is big time, you know, as big as it gets college basketball. This is our last chance to go out a winner at home in front of our fans. So this is one of those senior day spots that usually I like to play against more often than not. But this is one of those senior day spots. I thought you got a team that's going to be very motivated here. All right. Uh, I thought it was Rex Byers on Texas. It's actually you and uh, Will Hill on Texas and me and Hoops Peterson on Kansas plus three. So we have uh, opposite sides of uh, that game. I Typically, if I can get uh, Kansas which arguably is the top team in the country, getting three points, I'm going to take the three. If, if this line were one, I would not have played it. But at three, I went ahead and played Kansas. And uh, Texas is a little bit shaky in my estimation. And uh, I think Rodney Terry is on the way out, too. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like I mean, you said, this could be one great last stand for the Longhorns. We'll see how that works out tomorrow. But I also think that Long- the Jayhawks are playing for the top overall seed in the tournament. And uh, – Essentially, any time I can get Kansas as a three-point dog, I'm going to take it. But um, we'll talk more about that game uh, later. We're going to hear different perspectives on uh, why some guys like the Jayhawks or why some like the Longhorns. You and I have two common plays. We're actually on the same side of two other games. Uh, This is not one of them. In the Pac-12, Arizona at UCLA. And this is not a uh, popular game in the contest tonight, but it's going to be a big-time game in the Pac-12, even though the Bruins have locked up the outright Pac-12 championship the first time around in uh, Tucson. They played a Mick Cronin style of game, low mm-hmm. scoring, ugly, and uh, the Wildcats got the best of it. Uh, the Bruins playing really good basketball right now, and uh, Arizona off a win at USC. I had I projected this number to open UCLA four. It actually came out four and a half and five, so a tick higher than I made it here. But uh, what was your take on the uh, Wildcats and Bruins on a Saturday night in Los Angeles. Well, I watched a little bit of that second half after the show of uh, Arizona and USC. USC kind of made it a little bit cosmetically close, at least uh, late in late in the game. But it was pretty much Arizona throughout. Uh, uh, I have not yet played this side necessarily. Obviously, this is a uh, this is a payback for UCLA, but I think that's going to be put into the number. Uh, Arizona. I, I lean to the over here, and I think this is one where you can kind of correlate the side with the total. If you like the over, you're probably going to like the Wildcats. If you like the under, you're going to like the UCLA Bruins. Arizona 87-81 last night. 
Uh, shot the ball very well from three, only took 18 shots, nine of 18. Uh, Courtney Ramey was very good, three of seven. Kira Creesa, three of six. Boswell off the bench, two of three. But, you know, USC was kind of playing uphill second half, and you could kind of tell it was getting away. I actually had to buy out of a total and split on the game because I liked the under in the game. But you could tell USC was going to have to play uphill just to stay with these guys. I think UCLA, at least, they can control more tempo, Matt. But uh, we shall see here. Nine-game winning streak. Uh, of course, uh, this is going to be senior day for Jaime Yaquez and also Tiger Campbell, David Singleton. So small lean to the dog in the over. I have not bet this yet, though. I like both these teams in the NCAA tournament when you look forward. Now, Arizona's going to have to play better defense than it has. I thought the Wildcats played one of their better games recently last night at USC. They handled the Trojans pretty easily. Like you, I, I watched a replay of that game last night. Pretty impressed with the way Arizona played. I've got Arizona at 22-1 to to win the tournament and UCLA at 14-1. to and I think one of these Pac-12 teams is going to get to the Final Four. But we got to see the brackets, too. Right. But I, I like the chances for both when they get to the tournament. First of all, Arizona is a matchup nightmare in the low post with Tubelis and Ballo. you got a 6'11 and a 7-footer. Not too many teams can match up with that. And UCLA is just so good on the defensive end of the floor. And they have experience, Wes, with Jaquez and Campbell. You have two guys who have been there and done that. And that's sometimes yeah. what you need to win in the tournament, too. Yeah, no question about it. So uh, we'll see if uh, Arizona can step up here. Uh, obviously not going to win the Pac-12 title, but still it would be a motivator to sweep your rival. Arizona did win the Maui Invitational in November, so they got something going for them. Hey, uh, we're in the middle of the conference tournaments. We've had a, a buzzer beater today. We've uh, got all sorts of stuff to talk about on the show tonight. And uh, like I said, a great guest list. Mike Palm, Aaron Moore, Jim Root, Will Hill, Tim Murray, and Greg Hoops Peterson all on the show. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, quick break here on VSIN tonight. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back, Wes, Matt, and look who we have here. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at the D Circuit, Golden Gate. Great to have the Vice President back in studio with us tonight. Mike, how are you doing? Great. Absolutely tremendous. Thank you. I'm glad I cracked the uh, spring lineup. Well, you know, it's, we had to find a way to get you involved. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, you can find Mike here every Friday night on this show. I believe you can find him also every Friday on the Patrick Maher Amal Shaw show, correct? Um, that's that's up for debate right now. Oh, okay. We could put we put that on put that in neutral. Maybe now. he Mike disagreed with their take on Gene Gady from yesterday. What maybe. did he ever win? I, <laughs> well, like I Luke, guess you do agree. Like, it's like no, Luke Carnesecca. No, he's two big yes, frauds. Okay. Two big frauds. I thought maybe uh, <laughs> thought maybe you called Ryan, um, called Patrick Ryan Seacrest and he bumped you off the show. <laughs> no, that was another host. Okay. All right, Mike Palm, a lot going on this weekend down here at uh, Circuit in the D, and um, Wes Reynolds would have showed up tomorrow night to watch the Jim Irsay band and said, where's Jim Irsay? If you had not walked in here and and notified him of a scheduling change, now explain the event and why the time has been changed on the Jim Irsay uh, concert at the D Event Center downtown. Because of high winds anticipated uh, tomorrow night in Las Vegas, They've moved it up to a daytime event. It was right? supposed to start what time? I, Wes would know. Uh, I, I think uh, the, I ex- think the it exhibit was, was 6 o'clock, and then the concert was seven. supposed to be at 8 o'clock. Yes, uh, 7. Uh, now um, they're going to open up at noon, Wes, so you okay. with your ticket, mm-hmm. um, and everything will be wrapped up by 6 p.m., so I'm assuming the concert will start 1.30-ish, 2 o'clock-ish. Have all the uh, classic rock greats tomorrow. Billy Gibbons, Stephen Stills, Vince Gill, Kevin Cronin, the lead singer of REO Speedwagon, and 
Of course, uh, Mr. Ursay, along with Kenny Wayne Shepherd and his band. Jim Ursay is actually part of the band. Does he play the banjo? Does he G- sing? Jim, Jim sings do? on he some sings? of the songs. He doesn't sing on all of them. Like he has a full band. Mike Mills, who is the bass player for REM. So, if you're a classic rock geek like me, you'll like that show. Um, so we were just in the host meeting in the 12th floor in the Detroit ballroom at the D, and we could hear them practicing. It sounded awesome. Few, uh, few REO songs they had. They were going through uh, while we were over there. I thought you were talking when you said awesome. I thought you were referring to Jim Mercy's singing talent. I I have not been an Indianapolis guy like uh, like Wes, and, <laughs> and probably attended seven or eight of these uh, these memorabilia slash concerts that, sounds, that they've had there. Sounds like he put together a pretty good cast for this uh, Jim Mercy collection. So it's a Saturday at the D Event Center downtown at doors noon? at noon. Doors at noon. Doors Concert I would say one thirty two ish starting out. All It'll right. all be wrapped up by six o'clock. If you get out there, you get a chance to get a photo op with Wes Reynolds as well. You're going to be there, right? <laughs> I believe so now. Autograph Change some of photos plans. with Wes Reynolds. And then everybody, when that's over, can head up to the second floor of the D to Bar Canada for the pay-per-view UFC, which is, uh, from what I hear, it's a big card. Huh? This Jones guy, John someone Jones relevant. John Jones yeah. yes. yes. I don't follow it, but I know it tips the needle here, I tell you. The UFC is absolutely incredible. I can't say it's a burgeoning sport because it's already there mm-hmm. in terms of the bet volumes and, and bet sizes. And I think it appeals as a crossover to women second only to football. I really do. And that's why it has such a following. You know, it's uh, John Jones' first fight in uh, 1,115 days, roughly. So it's been a long time since he's been out. They say, many say, the greatest to ever do it in the UFC. Do you agree with that, Wes? Probably so, considering he only has one official loss on his record. That was a DQ for an illegal elbow, even though some think he lost that fight to Alexander Gustafson. But basically is undefeated in the UFC. He's got a formidable opponent here. By the way, uh, he opened, John Jones opened to some spots as an underdog in this fight. And now he's up to minus 170 at DraftKings. Mm -hmm. And... uh, you're going to find a, a pretty hefty price you got to lay with John Jones at this point if you did not get him as a dog when the when the fight opened. But, but he's going up to a heavyweight, yes. right? So he took the three years to gain the additional pounds. Well, he like, had some well, other stuff going no. on, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he gained 45 pounds, yeah. essentially over 43 pounds, something like that. <laughs> but to, he's uh, a tall guy and kind of like yeah. lanky, so I don't think the weight is going to necessarily be a problem. Are you going to bet the fight, Wes? I don't know yet uh, because, right. man, this is a four-year layoff. That's a lot to get over. You get old real quick in this sport. Yeah. Are you right. betting a card? Are you going to bet yeah, the card? Yeah, I might, I might bet a couple of the undercard What's might? Cards. I mean, you're putting out 84 plays a week. Yeah. What do you mean? You're, not, you're passing on the UFC card? Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't have time uh, <laughs> to do everything. Hey, he's got to go to the Jim Mercy concert, Mike. <laughs> he doesn't have time to bet. you. Nah, he'll, he'll be betting UFC. I guarantee it. By the way, I'll be up at Bar Canada to D with professional gambler, Big Randy McKay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, some passes. We'll see you up there, Mike, for the UFC fights, Wes. Come on up after the concert if you want to. We've got a couple extra passes. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate okay. the invitation. All right. Just don't bring Jim Irsay with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got other things to attend to back in Indianapolis, like what he's going to do with the uh, number four pick. Uh, Mike, we're going to talk about hockey, baseball, a lot of topics with you when you're on uh, with us hopefully every uh, Friday at this time. I want to start with uh, hockey. How about Patrick Kane being uh, traded to the New York Rangers? How significant is that to you? I, do, I think they got to fix Shesterkin. I mean, again last night, he gives up four goals. 
He had never given up four goals in three consecutive games in his career. Mm -hmm. He gives up four in five consecutive games. They do win in Philadelphia, but then again last night, blow a 2-1-0 and 2-1 leads. Um, very surprising here. So they've got, to, they've got to get him back consistent in goal. If you asked who improved themselves the most, I guess the obvious answer is probably um, the Rangers. But, boy, what a tough division they're in. You know, they're looking, their playoff route looks that they'll play New Jersey, who's here in Las Vegas tonight. And by the way, Eric Holland is dad wearing the book. I got to sit with them for a while yesterday evening. Uh, and then if you get through New Jersey, then you're probably looking at uh, you're probably looking at Carolina, who's uh, you know the third choice in most markets um, to win the Stanley Cup, and certainly the second choice in the East. So they have a real uh, tough road to hoe. There's a lot of teams make splashy moves here. They're going to be out in the first round, especially in the Eastern Conference. Mike, in the uh, Western Conference, kind of a lot of like down-the-radar moves. Certainly mm-hmm. not as much seismic movement as we saw in the East. Currently, Dallas uh, leading uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the uh, LA Kings by one point. Uh, did any, a, a barely a ripple, you think, in the Western market for you? I don't Edmonton uh, might have gotten a little bit better here. Edmonton, you know, the Knights, who have been sitting atop the Western Conference, even if you said Dallas is one and the Knights are two right now, they're the third and fourth choices in the betting market, mm-hmm. with the Knights being third and, and Dallas being fourth. I mean, Colorado has taken a lot of steam here in the last month now. They're now the second choice to win the Cup, the, the favorites to win the West. Uh, and uh, Edmonton is getting some love in the second choice here, although they haven't been able to produce in the playoffs in in quite a while. So I'm I'm happy with where I sit, Wes. What I don't have is I don't have Colorado, but I have Boston at 35 to one preseason. I have Dallas at 35 to one preseason. I added Carolina uh, at 11 to one. Um, I probably want to add a second team in the West. I don't necessarily want to do it with Colorado. I think they're too short. Maybe it's Edmonton. Uh, as a choice coming out of the Pacific, I haven't decided yet. I feel really good about where I'm at in the East, though, between Boston and Carolina. Yeah, you look pretty good there, especially with Boston. You got what'd you get? Thirty-five to one. Oh, that's but, a good number. Because I always wow. bet Jim Montgomery, as your big Randy McKay calls him, General Jim Montgomery. The guy <laughs> won everywhere he's been. He's uh-huh. won with the Dubuque Fighting Saints, my hometown, the University of Denver. Remember that Stars team in the bubble that went to the finals against Tampa? That's his team. He got fired. You know, he got into some trouble there in Dallas, maybe with some relationships, but. The guy wins everywhere he goes, and he's gone right to Boston. They might have one of the top three uh, records all time in the NHL, uh, regular season record. What do you have? Do uh, you have any action going on in hockey tonight right now or later on the board? Guys like Leo Marvin are in town looking for something to bet tonight. I didn't like a lot of unders. Okay. I passed tonight. I think these are some tough games. Um, Knights coming off some gritty games, a great game against Dallas. Gal stole the point late. They beat Carolina in a really good game. Uh, I don't want to lay 380 with Carolina on the road. I don't have any action tonight. I'll give you a baseball bet that I, I made. Um, Framber Valdez for American League Cy Young. I bet him last year at 100-1 to preseason. I don't know how he wasn't a finalist. I don't know Alec Manoa, who's just a younger version of Lance Lynn with one pitch somehow got to be a finalist. But, you know, if Verlander doesn't come back, I don't know if Framber doesn't get in that mix. 30-1. to I know he's 18-1 to at some spots. He was 30-1 to two weeks ago. I think you can still get him around 28-1. to he will lead the league in innings. He had 26 consecutive quality starts. I think at that price, he's going to be right there at the end. Uh, so if, if you like betting the Cy Young like I do at that market, I think he's got to be in your portfolio. Okay. Is he a better pitcher than Shohei Otani? I'd rather bet Shohei to win the Cy Young than the MVP. 
because he's legitimately as an excellence in pitching. Mm -hmm. How can you be an MVP on a team when you make them fourth instead of fifth? I, I, I can't take that argument. It's just. It's not his fault. But, yeah. But <laughs> what's his value? That's not value. That's There's probably no value the best bet, though, because it yeah. feels like we want to give this guy something because I he's think so they will. unique I in think baseball, they will. and I think it probably would be the Cy Young. Before I go, I want an expert. Oh, we're well, not going pick. yet. We're going to keep you around for the next segment. You oh, really? You don't have to cram everything in here oh, in the last uh, 30 I seconds. Didn't, I did not. Relax. Thought you yeah. got eight, eight of the contestants coming in here over the next no, three, no. Hours. The three hours. <laughs> the first contestant <laughs> is at 645. We save. We set aside plenty of time for you uh, tonight, <laughs> so don't worry about it. We'll talk more baseball, and uh, we're going to talk bacon, too, when we come back. Mm. Stay tuned here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSEN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, with UFC 285 on Saturday, head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line out and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out betrivers.com or download the app, Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. Back with the Vice President, Mike Palm. Also, Wes Reynolds. Matt Evans here, VSEN tonight. Mike's going to be on with us every Friday night. And, uh, Mike, let's talk a little bit about March Madness. We're in the. We're in it now. It's March 3rd. Mm. You've got quite a crazy schedule coming up. And uh, i got to tell you, Wes is jealous of your schedule coming up here in March. Can you tell us a little bit about 13 it? 13 small conference tournaments going on right now. People uh -huh. don't realize that, you know, it's a conference tournament week. It's really two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, and in four of those, the team that won the regular season is not was not favored to win the, the tournament going in. I think I if I can thread the needle here, what, what an awesome few weeks this is going to be for me. Hopefully, St. Mary's and Gonzaga meet in the West Coast. And Tuesday night, we'll go to the Orleans and watch them play. I mean, the first game this year could be argued was the best game of the college basketball season. Mm -hmm. Then maybe we go to Thomas and Mack and catch some, catch some Mountain West games. Maybe we can get the semifinals. Maybe Saturday night, we got that suite at T-Mobile. We can get lucky and get Arizona and UCLA here. People don't realize Arizona travels by like a factor of three better oh, yeah. than any other team in the, in the Pac-12 tournament to come to Las Vegas. Then I get to fly to Des Moines. Our partnership with uh, with um, Wild Rose Casino there with Circus Sports, and I'm hosting the suite there at Wells Fargo Arena Thursday, Saturday for those six games uh, on the first round of the NCAA tournament, and then come back home uh, and get the West Regional out here, and then you know, and then five days later, all 30 baseball teams were are starting on this on a tremendous opening day. We're actually having a big ceremony here. Greg Maddox will throw out the first pitch awesome. at 10 a.m. On opening day. That's great. Free hot dogs, free apple pie, free ice cream, and mom's drink free. It's an all-American day here at Circa. Greg Maddox has got a big event coming up at Circa, I think. Uh, is it a poker tournament, or what, what is it? I, I read about it recently. It's a whole weekend that culminates with the charity poker tournament. His charity, uh, Baller Dream, they help young adults and children that have cancer. Where They, they make a distinction between Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish really stops at 16. They go up to the mid-20s. Uh, it's a great organization. His daughter Paige runs it. It's a whole weekend here. There's a lot of corporate packages. But at the end of the day, up at Legacy Club on Sunday night, April 30th, a $1,500 buy-in uh, charity poker tournament that I'll be running. And uh, he's here to promote that. There's still packages available for 5000 Somebody can buy in, and they get their buy-in for the tournament, plus private dinner with all the celebrities that are going to be in the tournament Friday night at Barry's and uh, a stadium swim event. Uh, Roger Clemens, Mike Madonna. There's a whole long list. Um Kenny Lofton, a whole long list of celebrities he's got lined up. That's a pretty cool event. 
I'm a Greg Maddox fan too. When I worked at the Las Vegas Review Journal, I followed Greg Maddox around for a while and covered his 300th win. And uh, Wes, do you know who he beat? Where it was? For Greg Maddox, yeah. 300 win. You're a guy who knows all sorts of trivia. I don't know this one, but he I'll beat take the Giants in San Francisco for win number 300. Do you know this is an interesting trivia, uh-huh. and maybe Wes does know this? But Greg Maddox never took the ball as a 20 game winner. Both times he won 20 games, it was on his last start of the yeah. season. How many no hitters did he throw? Uh, throw any? Zero. Yeah. yeah. Bunch three, of one hitters. Which is cool is Clemens yeah. is coming, right? Maddox won 307, Clemens won 306. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, you guys mentioned Kenny Lofton, of course. Uh, 1988 was part of that Arizona team that made the uh, yeah. Final Four. You remember that in Kansas City, that Tom Tolbert, Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr group. How many spots do you have for that uh, Greg, Greg Maddox's event? How many spots are open? 12 seats still left in the tournament. Uh, of course, fill up to 100 with 20 celebrities and 80 lay people. Really? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big deal. Yep. All right. Let's talk a little bit of baseball here. How do you f- feel about the rule changes? We had Wayne Krivsky on. Oh. Uh, Wayne, former Cincinnati Reds GM, MLB executive. He doesn't like the pitch clock. He's not crazy about the rule changes. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I disagree with Wayne about the pitch clock. I think it's a great thing. I don't like the bases. Uh, I think that's very gimmicky. The shift, who cares? But they'll beat it because they'll use an outfielder. That's the, that's the way they'll beat the shift rule, I think. Um, look at the average age of someone that identifies as the NBA as their favorite sport is 31. The average age of someone that identifies with baseball as their favorite sport is 53. Uh-huh. A college basketball game is two hours. A soccer match is two hours. An NBA game is two and a half hours. An NHL game is two hours and 20 minutes. You can't have three-hour and 15-minute games. You've lost a generation. If they can cut, I proposed, you know, it's an extreme thing. I love these seven-inning doubleheaders. Just make all the games seven innings. You know what I mean? I, I think you've got to get baseball down to two and a half hours. So I don't object to the pitch clock. But you did object to a runner on second base and extra innings. Yeah, but it really screws with your total better. Absolutely. It's absolutely, you cannot bet, you cannot (laughs) bet, especially in game, full game totals. It's absolutely awful. But that was another rule meant to get games over quicker. But if it's so good, then why isn't it in the playoffs? That's a terrible rule. And now they've codified it. This was supposed to be for, you know, COVID and all this. And I don't know how this got through. I hate that rule. I hate that much more than the MLB's version of the shootout, which a lot of NHL purists still don't. Yeah, I've never gone to a baseball game or watched one on TV and complained, ah, this game's too long, I hate it. Um, I think the pitch clock is okay, but it's it's too it's too short right now. What, 15 or 20 they, seconds? They, they might be able to massage it. They've make, a had thir- this, make a 30-second pitch clock and I'm okay They've had this. You know, everybody grows up playing, and I umpired high school, college. I mean, you got to stay in the bat. Only in Major League Baseball, you get out of the box and all this nonsense. You also, unless you had a foul ball, you had to keep a foot in the box. And these rules have been in place for these kids playing for 10 or 12 years. So... Enforce it with them. I, I think that this will not be as hard as transition as many people think. They had Roger Clemens. I just saw an interview with Roger Clemens. He talked about how about, how about when they made us all of a sudden have to have to set every time before we threw the ball. They never enforced that till the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. That was a much more radical change than this pitch clock. Everybody will figure it out. I think the pitch clock is it's, players are going to adjust to it, no question. I just think the, the clock's a little fast. When I've been watching some of these games, mm-hmm. I think they probably should have moved it back. 15 seconds when bases are empty, 20 seconds when runners are on. I, I thought a 30-second pitch clock would have been fine. I like the bases, personally. You just do? Because I like the fact I want more running. 
in the game. I don't want just necessarily long ball. I want, you know, moving the runners over. I know it's kind of gimmicky, but I also like the fact that they're a little bit bigger. So you don't get that, you know, okay, he slid in and he's safe. He beat the throw, but then, you know, he comes off the bag, you know, because he overslides and then, you know, you get a free out there when your catcher didn't throw him out and do his job. Do you think teams are going to change their philosophy on running because of the bases, Wes? I'm, a couple might. I mean, mm-hmm. look, maybe more in the National League mm-hmm. than in the American League. Uh, you know, that's just always kind of been a power league. But, you know, it depends. I mean, the pitcher's not hitting anymore in the National League. But I think there's a couple teams that might. I think Philadelphia would be an interesting one, too, with the acquisition of Trey Turner. I think that's why a lot of people like him in the MVP market in the National League because he can not only hit for power, he hits for average, and he also runs very well. Dodgers are going to miss Trey Turner. Uh, Mike, did you bet uh, quickly? Did you bet any MLB futures? Um, You you thinking about playing anything? I didn't, but I keep looking at the Cincinnati Reds team. God almighty. This Why? Be, <laughs> who do they even have? It's a starting pitcher. Who's number two? Wes, I can't understand yeah, how they're constructed this like, team. I was like, nobody's looking at they're, the Cincinnati Reds no, if you're judging by the attendance. I'm, look, I'm looking at it from a perspective of trying to fade them and, mm-hmm. and go under with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and may, maybe you look at a team like the Cubs that maybe you look over the win total here. They get a year under their belt. Pittsburgh's awful. Cincinnati's god-awful. I think the window's closing on Milwaukee. I don't think they've done anything. It's interesting in the West with the have the Padres closed the gap that much? They have not been competitive in a regular season race yet right. with Big Brother. Yeah, they advanced further in the playoffs, but have they closed the gap enough? Had the, did the Dodgers do enough? I think I don't that's think really the Dodgers interesting. Did enough. No, I don't think they did anything really. They lost. They I, lost uh, what I think was their MVP last year in Trey yeah. Turner. I want to ask the expert here before time gets away from us, and this is really a question on a lot of people's mind, and and I'm sure they're writing you, texting you, emailing you, Wes. Can anybody beat Don Staley's Gamecocks? I hope the Lady Hoosiers can, oh. and I knew you were setting me up for that. By the way, uh, t- tough game for the Lady Hoosiers oh, come today. Come on, come on. It All was right, a tough gonna... game in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> Stop it. All right, so a couple nights hey, ago. Women's, women's tournament uh, games are going to be on the board out here. We're not talking about it now. Uh, that's for another day. Um, a couple nights ago, a girlfriend was here, and she wanted to go a nice restaurant. I said, all right, I'll take you to a place that starts with a B. And she's thinking Barry's. I said, no, we're going to Bacon Nation down at the D. Excellent restaurant. So went to Bacon Nation. I thought it was great. Yeah. And uh, how's business going down there? That's a 24-7 spot, by the way, upstairs by Bar Canada. 24-7, where the D Grill used to be tremendous. Uh, it's from the guys that run 18 Ben in the Arts District. They also have the concession at uh, or where the Orlando Magic play in Orlando. I think it's great. I mean, the demand's been really high. They've had to, you know, look to have hire more staffing because it's just been a steady flow. And I mean, it's a, a three meal restaurant, and it's a great addition to our portfolio. Um, so we're very proud of it, and it goes hand in hand with that expanded Bar Canada as well. It's a p- perfect option for everybody. They got the ordering codes, the QR codes, right on the tables at Bar Canada. We stopped over. We played that horse racing game up there. Sigma. Uh, not the Sigma Derby. Oh, the, the, the new one, like the Emerald yeah, Fortune Cup. Cup. Fortune, Fortune Cup. Cup. Mm-hmm. She hit 85 to 1 in the first two minutes we sat down. That's better than you That's at nice. Del Mar. <laughs> I know. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, you don't find 85 to 1 shots to hit a Del Mar. Well, you got to hit a trifecta. Uh, <laughs> you get 85 to 1 at Del Mar. We're trying to get a food sponsor for this show, Mike, and we were thinking Bacon Nation, possibly. We're done with the pizza? What, what, what happened? Brooklyn's man? best. That was yeah. for football season. Oh, well, he's a fo- uh, he'll be back uh, for football. Friday nights. So let's yeah. get Bacon Nation in there. <laughs> Mike Palm, VP of Operations at the D Circuit Golden Gate. Thanks for jumping in, man. Oh, I love it. I'll be every Friday.
On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the segment of VSEN Tonight. It's presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. 
Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. Again, that's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, back here on VSEN tonight, it's also the Circa College Hoops Challenge show tonight. We're going to have all the picks from all 10 contestants for you in the final hour, where we're going to tip it off here with Aaron Moore, who is uh, faring very well in this contest going into uh, week number seven. Aaron, 16 and 14, four and two on your best bets. And uh, welcome back to the show. How do you feel going into the uh, final 15 picks of uh, the contest? Well, thanks for having me, Matt and Wes. Uh, how I feel is coming at this point in the season, the metrics are all there. We know the numbers of the team. So it's an interesting point of the season to handicap games because you're looking at a lot of factors that aren't just numeric or quantifiable. So you look a little bit deeper. And, and how I feel is I, I hope this angle that I take of looking at aspects that are different than the numbers, hopefully that pays off. All right, Aaron and I both tied at 16 and 14 and 4 and 2 in our best bets. He's a, a sports media professor professor at Ryder University. You write about gambling and college hoops. You've written for Philadelphia Inquirer and Basketball Times. And you're a VSIN contributor. You can find his work at VSIN.com. On Twitter at PubRelationProf, we're speaking with uh, Aaron Moore. All right, let's get to... Uh, one of your uh, five plays, and this is actually your best bet. It tips off early in the morning, College Station, Texas, and uh, the number has moved a little bit from the DraftKings opener. Number two, Alabama, on the road, needed a big comeback from 17 down to beat Auburn a couple of nights ago. Now a slight favorite on the road at Texas A&M. You've, you played Texas A&M plus two as your best bet. Uh, the line is down to one, but why do you like the Aggies? Well, you look at it from the standpoint of that Alabama versus Auburn game. Big game, big emotional game, state rivalry. They come back from that 17-point deficit, and now they turn it around and they go to College Station. And I like Texas A&M in this situation catching a couple points. They are 14-1 and at home. They haven't lost a conference game. So, you're getting Alabama with all of the different issues going on with the team. They're coming off that emotional Auburn win. And the last time Alabama lost a game, that was to Tennessee when it followed the previous Auburn game. So I hope I get a rising Texas A&M team and Alabama on the come down. Aaron, uh, you're also on another play here, an interesting play in Conference USA where uh, FAU has officially won the uh, conference. They'll be the number one seed in that tournament. But a team that's kind of been up and down this year, and it's the uh, the Charlotte 49ers who are sitting at 9-10. and 10. They're going to get UAB at home, uh, lost by 8 to them back on December 22nd. You like the home dog. I like the home dog here, Wes, because you're looking at Conference USA those seeds are already established. Teams one through five are getting a bye. These seeds are established. UAB is definitely a better team. They already beat the 49ers one time, but now they're coming to Charlotte in somewhat of a meaningless game. They're traveling to Charlotte. They're getting a team, or they're going up against a team in Charlotte that loves to play a slow game. UAB, on the other hand, with Jordan Jelly Walker, they love the fast paced game. So I don't want to say it's a meaningless game, but it's not a very important game for UAB with their seed already locked up. They're the third seed. 
So they're traveling to Charlotte. It's a road game. They're not going to want to play the style that they want to, that up and down. So I see this benefiting Charlotte just from the timing of it being the last game of the season. Ron Sanchez, by the way, a Tony Bennett disciple, uh, now the uh, head coach of Charlotte. Another game to go. Well, uh, yeah, let me let me get to another one as well, uh, Aaron. Let's stay in Conference USA. Let's go UTEP and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Miners uh, were a pick 'em in the contest, and I believe that's where you're going here. And once again, here, Wes, looking at factors that are not on Ken Palm, looking at factors that aren't quantifiable. Middle Tennessee State, they have the fourth seed in the Conference USA tournament locked up. They are in their Texas travel period. So on Thursday, they played North Texas, a good physical team. And now they're back in West Texas and UTEP a couple days later. So this is a team that is traveling to end the season. They have their seed already locked up. So they're playing this final game against a weaker UTEP team. But then they're going to have to turn it around, go back to Tennessee, and then come back to Texas for the Conference USA Tournament. So I'm hoping to get a distracted Middle Tennessee State and take the pick on with UTEP. All right, that's 640 on the rotation. UTEP pick him. Right now you can grab UTEP plus one here at Circus Sports. It's pick him at DraftKings, Middle Tennessee at UTEP. Uh, let's go to 608. Aaron, you're going to the Ivy League here. It's the Penn-Princeton game, and you're going to play four with the Tigers. And you know what's interesting when we look at college basketball, Matt, we talk about all the great rivalries. Well, it's Duke-UNC. Well, in reality, Penn and Princeton is one of the best rivalry games in college basketball. These two teams are playing right now for at least a share of the Ivy League title. The game's at Jadwin Gym for Princeton. They're giving four. They've already beat Penn. They beat Penn in mid-January at the Palestra, beat them by 12 points. So Princeton's the better team here. Penn is the hotter team. Penn has won eight straight. So I'm looking at this as the opportunity for Princeton to take away Penn's key scoring point. And that's Penn is a three-point shooting team. Princeton, on the other hand, has a pretty good defensive three-point strategy. So I'm looking at this one, the home team, the better team, and I will be giving those four points. All right, before we get to uh, your final play here, what just missed your card, Aaron? Um you're, we got your uh, top five plays here. What just missed your, your top five? I got to go back to Conference USA. I also like Rice giving five points. Uh, I think it's uh, FIU they're playing. So I, I like the Rice giving five as well. Okay, let's go to uh, a game that's very popular in the contest. And hopefully this goes our way uh, because the number has moved. We've had a flip of favorites in this game. And we've got multiple guys in the contest on the same side here. At DraftKings, it opened Auburn plus one and a half, 620 on the rotation, Tennessee at Auburn. And uh, most of us got in here at plus one and a half for the contest. Right now, DraftKings has flipped it to Auburn minus one and a half. Uh, Circa's at Auburn minus one. It's pretty obvious that Tennessee's going to have some trouble here long term without its point guard, Zakai Ziegler, who's out for the season with a torn ACL in the last game against Arkansas. Is that a big part of the reason you like Auburn in this spot against Tennessee. Absolutely. I think, first of all, Tennessee's lost four straight away games, so they're not the same team in Knoxville. Even if they had Zakai Ziegler, they're not as good of a team uh, away from Knoxville. I look at the loss of Zakai Ziegler in two ways, that this is a team that doesn't score 
all that well with him. Now without him, scoring is going to be an issue. But now they play Auburn, and Auburn with their tiny point guard, shooting guard, scoring guard, Wendell Green, he is now going to have a better opportunity to go against that Tennessee defense without Ziegler. So I, I think it's a loss in the sense of Tennessee. They need all the scoring they can. They don't have them, and they're not going to be able to have that defense at the point guard that we expect a Rick Barnes team to have. Yeah, I'm on the same side as well, Aaron. Uh, real quick before we get you out of here, got about a minute left. You, of course, at Ryder University, your Ryder Bronx are going to take on Iona tomorrow in the uh, MAC finale. Ryder beat Iona earlier in the year. Iona, the number one two seed, Ryder, the number two, or uh, Iona number one, Ryder number two, I should say. What's your outlook for the MAC here as we get to the MAC tournament? The MAC is always a very difficult league to, to uh, handicap going into the conference tournament down in Atlantic City, there is no doubt of all the MAC teams, even if Rick Pitino was not the coach of Iona, Iona clearly has the most talent in the MAC. They obviously have the best coach in Rick Pitino. It is everything in their favor. However, St. Peter's emerged from the MAC last year. It's so difficult to handicap this league because the top five or six teams are so equal. It really, it sounds like a cliche, but it's true. It comes down to a call if it goes your way, a block, a charge, an offensive rebound. It's so difficult to handicap the Mac because of the uh, equality of teams. But ultimately, I think Patino is going to be that X factor that you would expect to help Iona this year that they didn't get last year when St. Peter's somewhat came out, somehow came out of that tournament. Follow him at Pub Relation Prop. VSIN contributor Aaron Moore, 16 and 14 overall, 4 and 2 on his best bets. I'm 4 and 1 last week here in the contest. Aaron, thanks a lot. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Good luck to you. Thank as you, well. Aaron. All right, we roll on with the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Jim Root on deck. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.